if you go with the conventional way of dealing with the world where you are nice at all times and then you might hurt someone if you are assertive that can create confusion ki okay if the right thing to do is to always be nice which means no one's feelings should be hurt but assertiveness is you be nice but it might hurt somebody i can give you the ladder i can you know be rapunzel and give you my hair but if you're not going to hold on to it what am i even working with are you also willing to rescue yourself so let's not be the superhero in other people's life let's empower people to be their own superhero it's this person's rescue fantasy of saving the victim that is their response coming up defense mechanism or trauma response over there that from the childhood they have been saving people or they feel the need to save people whether it is giving away your homework without any expectation whether it's falling in one sided love and just crushing over that one person for 7 years without getting anything in return whether it's always being there for somebody uh, even if they break your promises or cheat on you so that's where the hollowness or the insecurity of the rescuer also comes Asankarshan Joshi trip Ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another Sankarshan Joshi trip on this episode we have someone whose energy is so contagious that i feel bad about myself because my intros lack that energy so pratishta thank you so much first of all for deciding to do this i am so happy to be talking to you yeah thank you <laughs> I, i didn't know that that's how you feel about it sometimes introductions help you realize what other people think about you <laughs> really nice thing <laughs> finger crossed what are you just yeah. waiting like what is he going to say is he going to say something good or bad <laughs> honestly um, that's how so, i feel you know like when i go to someone else's podcast i'll be like consciously listening to them hmm how are you going to introduce me on this episode so yeah anyways so your intro right like what do you do you do so many different things and i really love what do you do you know so why don't you go on and introduce yourself for the listeners who don't know who you are um so i am uh, i'm based, i'm counselor in training so like i'm training to become a counselor and like once i get my masters i would be a like counselor like a psychological counselor psychotherapist same thing um and i'm also a rapper uh, i have a couple of songs out i usually rap in hindi or english which is a crazy combination people really usually freak out like oh my god counselor or also rapper like what happened to you like what's wrong with you but also it's awesome <laughs> um i i also run a mental health uh, startup uh, where we organize mental health related events support groups and just conversations like we value conversations a lot because we know right at the right moment if you hear the right thing it can change everything for you like, absolutely someone might not like the way you look at something can completely change and the way you feel about yourself can change and that can change everything perspective the way you feel about yourself yeah the way you feel about yourself really reflects in all of your work everything you touch and uh, you can get a better life and feel better on a daily basis if you like yourself so the right words from somebody at the right time right reassurances can really change people's 
and life and the experience of life so right. at blue raccoon we try to initiate conversations between psychologists and non people from not from the background of people who have questions around it at the same time conversations between different people who want to talk about mental health so it's not always a psychologist given like put in put on a pedestal it's also daily experiences if people can share without filters that's also super empowering uh, so those are the things we try to achieve right so if i'm getting it right at blue raccoon you guys encourage conversations right like where people can talk about anything without being judged it's a free space where someone can get their feelings out and uh like without being conscious about it or with, without having the fear of being judged that is the core of it but we do it in different structures or formats so for example support group is a session where uh, like six people or five people or 10 people come together and you know do certain activities to explore themselves and then share it with other people for example uh, you know write down an instance where you felt um, sorrow and then you know go on a group uh, like a zoom meeting basically and share it with a couple of other people and they share you know how they felt sorrow for example uh, at the same time we do even speaker will be talking um, on the stage and no one else has to disclose anything you can sit and maintain your anonymity in the audience don't tell that you relate don't tell you have gone through it just listen so depends on you know what we are doing we do it differently based on the needs and the context like uh, the support groups during the lockdown were very helpful for people because we went with a bigger goal okay we want people to talk about mental health and big stigma and stuff but people just wanted to interact with one more human being outside their house and that <laughs> that itself was very helpful to them then like just let me talk to somebody <laughs> i'm like oh okay anyway either ways i am helping so we we were happy with that but once the lockdown was lifted events made a lot more sense because people were craving to go out so the goal remains the same but the way we do it keeps changing right right and another aspect of what you do that absolutely fascinates me is that you are a assertiveness trainer right so i out of all the things that you do that is something that i personally connect to and that has been something that i have been like very fascinated about so what exactly is assertiveness as a trainer you know from trainer's perspective like can you give can you lay down the context for like the conversation to make sense you know like the more we talk about the assertiveness uh so i will introduce that aspect as well ki i i coach people like one on one or in groups or in workshops or uh, even colleges and like i'm willing to work with workspaces too um where we try to learn the art of drawing boundary uh the the whole the practice of you know being your authentic self being the realest version of you possible uh, in different settings so it takes different levels of challenges uh, being yourself in front of your best friends versus your partner versus let's say in a sexual situation where you're supposed to do a sexual favor for the other person but you're not comfortable so that's another layer of it uh if with your parents with in between your relatives when you are surrounded by relatives at a family function how do you draw boundaries so even if let's say i am a trainer i still will have certain areas where i have to practice so the best part about assertiveness is that it is acquirable if you have never been assertive your whole life and you start today 
you can still acquire it like any other skill like basketball or like chess or uh, piano playing the piano so I, I how i would define assertiveness is the art of being yourself in any situation right that right. kind of encompasses a lot of things right 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 you know the way you say art of setting boundaries i for some weird reason i resonate with that a lot because boundaries is not just with someone else right like boundaries you will have to set for yourself also sometimes so let's say my other passion is fitness right so for me to achieve a goal for me to have like a better and healthy living i need to not eat junk food right so in a way i'm setting boundary for my own self too and while you were explaining that like i kept thinking so a week back we had a call right and we did speak about or like we had a quick conversation about what assertiveness is and all then i had a perspective about what assertiveness is and then now while you were explaining a lot of different ideas are coming up so now in my head assertiveness is not just being a jerk to people you know like it it encompasses a lot of different things i think when you say someone that you know be assertive it's always taken in a negative connotation right like why do i have like assertive is always connected to being dominant assertive is always connected to being a dick you know like being a jerk to people so to break that stigma i think we need to put in a lot of efforts personally hmm. so i think uh, that comes from misconception so uh, when you're learning about like assertiveness three concepts have to be understood three communication styles have to be looked into consideration like take it into consideration passive like on this side of the spectrum is passive where i allow anything like like the emotional blackmail the indirect the you know revenge all of those kinds of mediums on the other side there is aggressive uh, which is like um, mo- uh, not not only this like a movie hero who like goes and punches people like arjun reddy kind of person but also anyone who doesn't make room for other person's needs and feelings so like my opinions are way more important than yours in end of conversation like you cannot really have yours so that's aggressive assertive is my needs are important your needs are important so i will draw my boundaries but i'll also listen to you but sometimes if you are crossing my boundaries i will cut off and i think that part scares people i think it confuses because if you go with the conventional way of dealing with the world where you are nice at all times and then you might hurt someone if you are assertive that can create confusion okay if the right thing to do is to always be nice which means no one's feelings should be hurt but assertiveness is you be nice but it might hurt somebody for example pretending i am happy in a relationship is the conventional way of being nice where oh i don't want to hurt them we spent two years together let's stay together you want to avoid the drama you want to avoid confronting certain things but assertive would mean like hey i don't think it's working out and i need to tell you that it might hurt you but it's better for us in the long run so i'm not being a jerk in the traditional sense where i'm like okay i don't care about you you can fuck off i'm just going to cut the call and leave forever that's aggressive aggressive communication style where i will not even give you room to process it i just throw it on you or i you know start defending or just never tell my feelings or i build shields you know that you were always wrong i did everything you don't understand and just fight 
but uh, people like we are trained from our childhood to be nice at the cost of even if it like just so that no one gets hurt but actually if you really look into it that way you prolong the hurt every second you are being hurt it's like holding on to a like, thorn oh that's a good example a visual example especially for people who are listening yeah um yeah it's like holding on to a thorn so it, it assertiveness doesn't have room for that because it understands that it coming from a place of weakness where you feel like you cannot handle the breakup for example in this example you feel like the breakup is worse than trying to have that conversation but assertiveness says you might hurt yourself and them and a lot of people involved there might be children involved there might be families involved like rishta dekhne ja rahe the already everything is set you might break apart all of that and it it falls together with the concept of like homeostasis or like having an equilibrium like we studied that in chemistry and like biological systems where people want like animals plants and everybody wants equilibrium but the brain the mind also wants equilibrium so i want like the path of least resistance i want to change i don't want to deal with this and it can really create havoc i think that's also a reason why a lot of people don't go to therapy because it can create havoc so you have built these structures for yourself i remember you talking about it in a previous episode where you're like you have built this insecurities or like this you know i'm a feminist and all and someone comes and like no that's actually not right and that doesn't help it's most people would want to defend that story that narrative they created and just push away anything else so it can really wreck your homeostasis that's i think where the confusion lies Right. because being nice usually means maintaining status quo maintaining homeostasis at the cost of your needs and that leads to lonelier people so you might always be with people but always be alone and then depression suicidality anxiety can all be interconnected in that picture but assertiveness gives you like a temporary pain but it makes you a better person to be with because people can trust you people know when you're telling something you mean it They, you know one has to constantly keep questioning the relationship or what's happening because they know if there was something they can talk to you you can talk to them and so on and so on so i feel like that works better in the bigger longer run but it will definitely break a lot of structure it can break patriarchy it can break a company's current way of working a family system it can really bring a lot of things to question but according to me those questions are very very necessary in this in the last couple of minutes you just you were a machine gun you you you're just dropping like truth and wisdom dude like so many different points that i haven't thought of like it just connected you know like first point was that you know society like you grow up to be like to be nice right and especially in a indian household like when you come from like from that first of all indian homemakers who are like our mom's generation they have given up a lot of their uh how do i put it they have given up a lot of their space their emotional well being they have compromised a lot and that has led to the family being together and then they will pass that on to their kids you know let's say especially if you're a woman then and you're getting married they say no matter what husband does like you need compromise you know like that's like a keyword that you that you listen to a lot in indian households right where you're just like you need to know when to like always stay low like compromise and to an extent right i have like that is passed on to guys also 
so from the perspective that i come in the other thing that connected from what you said earlier was you are being nice you are welcomed in a lot of circle since you are not letting anyone in in, in a way you are being alone you know that connotation like being nice you are with people but nobody is respecting your boundary or like nobody is willing to have that conversation so in a way you're lonely you know like that just hit me dude like all the nice people they have a lot of friends but i don't think they get this feeling that their friends know them you know what i mean true true you cannot really know how will you know like uh, i have briefly like like i was like uh, interested in somebody who didn't have any sort of identity or personality so even the smallest of things like what would you like to eat he would say anything like but you would have a preference like anything and then when i spent a lot more time with him it was very hard for him to talk about feelings so if he was violating me he was not able to believe it he was not able to talk about it so he was so used to maintaining that i am fine you are fine everything's fine that he would also gaslight me so usually if you are treating yourself like that and if that's how you live life you cannot hold safe spaces for the people so um for him to be able to acknowledge my needs he should be able to acknowledge his it's like main khud ka nahi dekha to main tumhare kaise dekhunga like uh, so these people also become really hard to live with uh, mm. if you are that so i think the aspect of like i said it's a skill but it also comes with terms and conditions the biggest condition i think being not everyone will be able to handle it and you have to be able to let go of that some boundaries mean that i draw a boundary but if you don't get it i will leave it there so like this is a condition and uh, i want to clarify unconditional love doesn't mean unconditional boundaries like i can love you with boundaries so Uh, like my partner i love him a lot a lot a lot so if things break apart i will take a long long time to move on and i don't know if i will be able to move on or what will happen everything's perfect but when it comes to boundaries i will still draw it so it's like i will still love you but i will not be with you or like things will not be the same if you violate me then we will you know this this will happen for example if someone is screaming at me while i'm trying to have a conversation i can tell them i will if i will only talk to you if you lower your voice if you are going to continue screaming i am going to walk out of the room or chat or the call or so the, that doesn't mean i don't love you anymore or this relationship isn't important to me but it's just that if you're going to scream to me i'm not going to talk so either they lower their voice and then we can talk normally or they don't and i walk out now this might not work in that time but next time they will know subconsciously slowly slowly they'll understand it brings together the concept of conditioning have you studied or heard about classical conditioning no behavioral psychology no no wow. okay i am pumped up to tell you about this topic so um, classical conditioning uh, conditioning what we usually call um, is by pavlov ivan pavlov he basically uh, he did this experiment with dogs and ringing a bell so he would ring the bell then he would give them food you know about it you know about it yes 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 but i would love for audience to okay. listen to what it is please go on okay you have not covered it in a previous episode right no okay. i haven't so uh, okay great then um so the dog the 
the bell and the food so uh, initially he was just giving the dogs the food then he started ringing a bell before giving the food and the dogs made that connection between the bell and the food so initially they were salivating they would have saliva only when they saw or smelled the food but after a number of attempts only after ringing the bell itself they started salivating that's how uh, pavlov figured out that uh, you don't always need the consequence to happen sometimes it's just a warning or just a you know build up can also give the same uh, result or the response actually we learnt it in very technical words so i'm trying to break it down in layman <laughs> for example if i listen to horror music automatically i start to prep that okay something scary is going to come if i if i uh, if there's a lot of noises i might already assume that there's traffic outside and get anxious for the traffic or start getting tense for the traffic for example so basically they understood that okay they did it with dogs then they did some similar experiments with humans we understood that we are capable of reacting to the thing before it happens just in the warning itself the body the brain everything just prepares so in that sense you can train someone to be kinder to you you can train someone to you can train someone to have a better relationship with you but the condition is that some of them might never learn and you have to let it go so for example an evaluation i make when i'm in a relationship i'm looking for a partner is whether they're capable of having these conversations or not like if i go to him and i say i my feelings were hurt or i do not like this even in literally in professional relationships like i would say you know i'm i don't think that's okay or i didn't really like that and kind of wait for their response and if they can have an open conversation without invalidating my needs and just saying no that that never happened you're making a big deal out of it i know that that person is open for these conversations and then i can take the relationship forward so that's something i look for because if it doesn't work you find yourself parenting the person or pushing yourself on the person or you know also believing that you are maybe wrong somewhere because they make you feel like your point is actually not valid and because needs and feelings are not visible you cannot like you you cannot convince me that this pencil isn't here but you can convince me that i'm not like i'm not sad i'm just tired you know it's not your fault i just had a bad day you can convince me that uh because it's so abstract and maybe that's possible i don't know enough about myself maybe you're right so it's easier to do that psychologically right. so it's important to know when to give up and stop trying to change or you know train the person right right this topic i personally connect with a lot because i have personally been through a toxic friendship and i've seen a lot of my friends fall in this trap so the reason why i wanted to do this episode was because of that you know like i there is something in me that wants to promote this because so i was i i was in a friend circle i had a really good friend uh so and we both were like brothers and he was one year younger to me and we were like super super tight so the trust that we ha- that i had on him was to a point where every time let's say i did something wrong and he came to me and he criticized me for what i did i would take that on a positive note i was like he's putting in efforts to let me know what i did wrong and i am this kind of a person where i can 
make po- like i can make anything positive like i can take anything like even it could be sad or negative i can change the 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 tone of it and i can consume it positively so i took everything positively and the criticism became more frequent so like for every single thing or anything that you do the criticism became more frequent so then it start of like subconsciously it started reducing my confidence so when someone always points out the mistakes in you you like you start to believe it right and especially if it's coming from someone who you trust and who you love that means you will believe that even more and after a point of time i realized that he was cheating on his girlfriend virtually like he was sexting with somebody and he was so he was doing way worse things than me but he kept criticizing me for every single thing for a prolonged period of time and now when i look back right i know for a matter of fact that he is so insecure that he wants to be dominant in any friendship that he has no matter in any relationship he wants to have the upper hand and in a way if you don't do good things to be better you will you can criticize anyone and easily push them down right so you you don't have to go up you can just push someone else down so this is like a first interaction with a narcissist you know like now after talking to a lot of psychologists me after doing a lot of research i realized this concept of narcissism you know like where uh, initially you said my needs are greater than your needs right and it sort of uh, like it, it comes from the hitler's nazi like from that it it tra- translates right this term, this word narcissism so i realize this and now i know for a matter of fact that he never agrees when he does something wrong and it's always the opposite person's fault like no matter what and do the fascinating thing is i thought he was the only one like that and now when i started seeing more and more people either they like girlfriends so who they have boyfriends like this or there are girlfriends who are like this there are a lot of people entangled in some sort of relationship with people like this and this sort of negatively dominant people they have a way to hold you you know like how do i tell you everybody when they are in a toxic relationship they feel like they are tied you know like they can't get out of it there is some emotional like the other person knows your weakness you know like where to hit properly so that you're gonna like bend down to their needs so this concept of assertiveness and boundaries it it it, it it's so passionate because i come from that perspective i i just uh, i laughed because i thought uh, maybe that is the art of narcissism <laughs> 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 that is the skill that comes with narcissism um yeah so i think you explained it really whole like it was really wholesome like you started it you defined it you explained it you went further you you know put together a bunch of things i love it i love it it's so awesome um i just want to add one thing uh, two things one is uh, narcissism the narcissist came from this person narcissist i think greek guy or something oh really fell in love with his own reflection so so whatever i explained the word narcissism came from is completely like wrong right uh, no it's like telling with the narcissist honge no 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 i, I so the word narcissism does it come from nazi the hitler thing or does it come from like the source of it is different yes the word source is narcissus in my research yes like, yes narcissus was a guy 
who who didn't like anybody but he saw himself in the pond his reflection in the pond he fell in love and he like maybe like died like that or like he, that was the only person he fell in love with or something like that where he is so self obsessed that you know they name narcissism on this guy narcissism because before nazis also there was narcissism no uh. You know what? Thank you, th- thank you for saying that because I read this thing. I don't know how I came to this conclusion though, but I strongly said it. You know, like the way I said it, I said it like I knew my shit. But uh, thank you for uh, calling out on my bullshit. So, so yeah. <laughs> Now the listener knows uh, where it comes. No from. problem. No problem because that's not the key point. The key point is still pretty apt. Uh, so th- it's okay. Um, so. about uh, narcissism i want to make a clear distinction that it's possible for someone to have narcissistic traits hmm. versus a narcissist like whole uh, collection of traits like a narcissist personality disorder versus sometimes we use it very casually so because narcissism encompasses a lot of different things we use it in a lot of different settings for example the superstars are narcissistic in the sense that they want to be in front of the camera they always want to be glam and they are used to being short like clips off and they used to being famous so there is a sense of i am important and i'm not just a random person i i deserve good things and expensive things and stuff yeah and so that or someone sucking out your soul like a death eater that is narcissism so there's a bunch of things but if there are traits it's possible to heal from it but the person has to choose you can't manipulate someone to heal from it you have to ask them the questions they have to be willing to answer the questions it needs to be straightforward it cannot be a tug of war no i want you to heal no i don't want to heal i want you to get out of your patterns and stop hurting me no i don't want to get out of my patterns so as strongly as uh, the need to heal uh, narcissist comes equally strongly the narcissist wants to hold on to the narcissist so there's no point doing all that you go straight and if it works it works you you would have a boundary of how much you're willing to try how much you're willing to push how much you're willing to take uh let's say with criticism i can hear like once in two three episodes once in a while but i would also like them to be accompanied with appreciation the best one is that sandwich strategy where you start with something good and then something that doesn't work something that works but if it is not happening you can just say something straight forwardly like i appreciate your effort but in like that's not who narcissist was i don't have to be like you're a complete idiot for not knowing like how come that how is how is it narcissist obviously it's not narcissist i don't have to do that i don't even have to necessarily appreciate you a lot of times we appreciate people to satisfy their ego and you know kind of stroke them like uh, you know oh it's a wound oh no no it's okay it's okay i'm so sorry for telling you the truth sometimes that sandwich technique becomes a people pleasing technique but it's sometimes you need it sometimes you don't sometimes when you know the person cannot take it you might need to cushion it a little bit but at, at the end of it the truth should be the core of the conversation it shouldn't be sandwich kar rahe matlab zabardasti ka butter wagaira laga rahe that shouldn't be the point so with some people you can work on their narcissistic traits and become a, like have a better relationship like it comes up in certain situations like right uh you took it very early right in the first time i told you that that's not what it is you immediately embraced it but let's say you didn't embrace it immediately it took you two to three attempts to understand some time to think about it maybe you shouted on me and you walked out of the room and you took some fresh air went for a walk came back and then realized 
and that's also okay so every time there's a disagreement or someone only thinks about their needs you don't have to label them an narcissist and leave them you can give chances you can still have the conversation if you think there is scope and then comes narcissistic personality disorder where a bunch of traits are so many that they're pretty much all over the personality they're affecting every area of the personality that's why it's called a personality disorder where your personality is a disorder there's no cure or medicines or anything your whole personality the way you deal with the world the way you look at yourself your future you're constantly manipulating people there's no way out no one feels like everyone feels suffocated with you and you're constantly that person then and it has to be diagnosed by a psychiatrist psychologist again we can just speculate we can just uh, notice and read and come but we cannot tell he has narcissistic personality and tell other people only when they have a diagnosis or only when a psychiatrist tells you okay i have spoken to this person for some time and i've seen this 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 and i do want to categorize but we like layman or even a, even let's say i am dating a narcissist i am coming from the so called psychology background even i cannot diagnose him i have to send him to a counselor or a psychiatrist he has to get a diagnosis from there and then but mostly a narcissistic wouldn't go to a therapist or wouldn't actually finish yeah. the process or wouldn't actually get the diagnosis so yeah. we are always speculating Right. but i think rather than focusing on what to call them whether there is a what 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 i think what helps me more practically is situational i remember my boundaries i remember that i get really nervous around this person because they are always playing that game right that tucking you in that finding your flaws keeping you in there you know like making you the puppet so you you, you know when you're not you're not used to noticing your needs you would also notice your feelings your body sensation that's a habit you would build without the narcissist away from the narcissist on your own wherein you get used to noticing tension in your body noticing when you can't breathe or where there is uh, sweating or clenching or heartbeat getting faster breathlessness you get used to noticing those so what i do when dealing with people is i don't know like for example i don't know you so well you like maybe after two conversations you could be a narcissist for all i know or you could be a wonderful person we could be friends forever or anything can happen or i we would fall in love or whatever whatever so millions of possibilities maybe we'll be perfect for each other for two years after that we never talk again everything is possible when i meet someone new i know that anything is possible now i don't go around thinking is he a narcissist does he have a personality disorder because that is a wasted effort is just a waste of energy i cannot conclude anyway there's no point uh, so i don't spend time on that i just remember that some people make me nervous or today i am breathless or today i have anxious thoughts so i remind myself my boundaries like what is okay what is not okay and and like i'll zone in like okay wait if it was anyone else what would i have said like would this be okay because an narcissist makes you want to give them the world they makes you want to you know organ be le le i'll strip off everything and give it to you that's the impulse you get when you're with a narcissist so you have to keep reminding yourself ki would i have done this for another person who understands like what is my boundary what do i generally feel about this thing uh, how would i like to deal with it you know putting this guy aside and then you know remind myself and say that and look them in the eye and say that and the most important thing is if you are with that kind of person you have to always be careful of the consequences for example 
if you're in the same room as them and they are in front of you and you're alone and they can hit you or they can you know touch you or do something that's not a time to tell them the truth that's a time to go back home first or if they know your house and they're stalking so situation wise you have to keep in mind but most of the times it's very psychological and they're not actually going to beat you up or something so you know you kind of make sure that you're safe otherwise before you tell the narcissist the truth so what works for me is i take time to process i move away from them i talk to a bunch of people get some reassurance because they will gaslight you and they'll make me feel like i i was wrong but i talk to someone who's like mentally like into mental health and more present and who knows me well and i will like start telling them the story and their reaction already tells me that it is wrong so they like oh my god did he just do that and i'm like oh yeah that is wrong right so i was right right so get that confidence away from the narcissist and i put it together like i talk to a couple of people i figure out what to say and then i go and deal with them uh, that works for me better so right. i wouldn't sit down and figure out narcissism and all you know i this is what i think okay personally first thing is when it comes to narcissistic traits i think like personally i feel that uh, they are mostly defense mechanisms like, like we human beings have always evolved to have defense mechanisms right so someone who is very insecure someone who 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 thinks they are a loser they want a sense of validation from people that so they keep talking about their good things so they keep boasting about themselves right that is a narcissistic trait but it is driven from insecurity that is driven from their like defense mechanism right so i am not worried about those but the reason why i want to know if someone's a narcissist or not because you cannot change a narcissist so i need to know if i can change this person or not so i need to know this because i need to know if i should put in efforts or not or sh- should i just end this relationship and go mostly what happens with relationship personally i feel is first of all they think that you know he is a nice person and like w- whatever narcissistic traits that they are putting out if they realize that they are driven from a sense of insecurity they get extremely compassionate with that person right they be like no he does this because you know deep down his father left him when he was younger so they try to justify all the negative actions with this insecure trait right so if i know that this person is not going to change i get closure right so i think personally that's why i need to know if someone's a narcissist or not to validate if my efforts are worth putting it on this particular person because i'm not a therapist right like i cannot go counseling everybody i think that's what people fall into the trap if i'm in a relationship if i have a girlfriend i'm assuming that my girlfriend is my therapist and she is assuming i'm her therapist like anything goes like if shit hits the fan please come to me i'm going to clean all the shit like that's not how it works right <laughs> <laughs> Okay I love your understanding of psychology it's so apt it's so correct and I'm so happy uh I'm so happy to know that your understanding of psychology is not generic but you actually study psychology and then you talk so kudos to you for that um I I love your point about like how we like go around assuming people are a therapist and we assume we are the therapist <laughs> that is true the craziest part is even therapists cannot therapize everybody like even therapists have to leave you know like it's not happening it's not happening as long as you're willing to come to the session and pay respect and actually show up and do the you know homework or actually have a conversation even a therapist cannot do much 
so like in our training we are taught to give up if the client is not coming back it's okay let them not come back don't chase them down like you need healing i'm telling you <laughs> you don't do that give them this space <laughs> hard to do especially when you're just starting off you want the client right because marketing and business teaches you to hunt down the client but uh, you want the money you want the reputation you want people to come to you it makes you feel insecure ki are kuch to galat hoga that why is that client not coming back but ethics tell you to not chase them like you continue doing good work you continue giving workshops and talks and you know telling people that you offer the service if they want to come they'll come some people come like 3 years later they leave it there they don't want to talk about it they come 3 years later or 6 years later or whatever and you meet them whenever they're ready you meet them but you don't go around hunting them down <laughs> like we do in marketing um yeah um yeah compassion uh huh so why you need to know actually logically and theoretically it makes a lot of sense what you're saying i get that like you would need to know when to give up and when to have closure but in practicality when i tried implementing that and i have been with a dozen like been around a dozen narcissists and i feel like that hasn't worked for me right. what worked better is having mm-hmm. clarity because mm-hmm. this is a puzzle you cannot solve because you don't have the qualifications to solve and also confirmation bias so if i am convinced that oh this i'm sure this person is narcissist at that moment because i want to protect myself 3 years later i might not feel that person is a narcissist or they might actually not be one yeah, so that yeah. personal like, confirmation bias personal opinion comes into picture so even if i try to the reason i don't do it is because i cannot conclude it's like a loop it's like an overthinking wala cycle yes like, yes i was just going to say that analyzing yeah so what worked uh, so how i found the hack for this i'm glad i have tried this so i can tell you from experience and not just textbook where what you're talking about is compassion should be two sided so if i am having compassion for the person uh that okay their pa- their father like his father used to beat him and that's why he's like this he should have that compassion for himself and he should be willing to get out of that uh, situation gadha jaise bolte na yeah 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 of that hole you have fallen down the pit i can give you the ladder i can you know be rapunzel and give you my hair but if you're not going to hold on to it what am i even working with so the person doesn't need to have a narcissistic personality they can just be that scared little four year old who never came out of that cage and you're the first person trying to get them out and they're not ready and maybe 3 years later they were ready and they, someone else got them out and you're happy for them but with you it couldn't happen the timing wasn't right it was scary they were not ready you were the only one so they didn't want to believe you it was just too much for them to take whatever whatever i realized in the long run that most people i thought were narcissists are not narcissists they're just scared and i like it goes in line with the insecurity and the thinking but it's just simple as are you also willing to rescue yourself so let's not be the superhero in other people's lives they empower people to be their own superhero but if they are not willing to and this is a personal decision if you are self aware that you are clinging on to them for loneliness or because you really love them or because you feel like you can't get someone better like friendship or crush or whoever that is even with teachers like even if you have a manipulative teacher and you stick with them because they think you think they're the best teacher or someone else told you that there's no one better than that in your city are you doing it because of that are you doing it out of love do you have your own identity apart from this person are you right. codependent are you right. struggling for survival so after understanding all that you will come to a boundary 
that okay this much i can take but this kind of exposes you a little bit that's why it's easier to just be the you have that prince or princess feeling savior feeling where i'm going to rescue you rescue fantasy whereas they are actually not even interested in being rescued they don't even want to they're happy in that pit hole which we see as a pit hole but they love it that's their house that's their home comfort zone they don't want to break that yeah they don't want to break that homeostasis and it's it's incredibly uh, intertwined with their identity and their childhood and their, everything is coming together and hard and so you can empathize that's where boundaries and assertiveness come i empathize you got beaten as a child you do not have a self worth but there's only so much i can take so if you have not even trying by 1% or 2% and i don't see real results considering all the factors is you know it takes time it's hard da 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 but i want you to at least show up every day like it's like saying i will make you fit but you won't come to the gym and you won't exercise and you won't diet but i promise to make you fit so i'll make you fit so it's a lie that i'm telling myself until i see that person come to the gym or right. lift certain weight i can't give them fake promises now this is where the savior defense mechanisms come in this is where savior insecurities come in so there is a role of rescuer in conflict in any drama conflict issue people take role the rescuer role is the one who rushes to save other people then there is a role of uh, you know i don't remember the other names but there it's basically like one person needs to be saved one person is saving others one yeah a victim yes yes victim rescuer and all it's this person's rescue fantasy of saving a victim that is their response coming up defense mechanism or trauma response or whatever that from their childhood they have been saving people or they feel the need to save people whether it is giving away your homework without any expectation whether it's falling in one sided love and just crushing over that one person for 7 years without getting anything in return whether it's always being there for somebody uh, even if they break your probably promises or cheat on you so that's where the hollowness or the insecurity of the rescuer also comes in assertiveness asks you like invites you to figure out why you want to rescue people to understand your boundaries and draw one and when you give only a certain amount of chances you can be graceful with it like i'll give you 6 months i'll give you 3 months but i want you to show up every day because if you're not coming to the gym and you're not exercising at home you are not losing weight and me as a gym instructor can do nothing for you and that a good gym instructor will tell you that a bad one will force you ha nahi nahi i'm sure you're growing you can do this 20 days no dumbbells 20 days 30 days no workout no diet i'm still telling you you can do this i have compassion for you that i am also a liar so in that sense we're both destroying us so you don't need to think so much about the technical terms or whether it whether it's narcissism or not you might just want to focus on why do i need to save this person why do i think that this is how good relationships are who taught me this has this always been like this has my family system been like that have i always been the rescuer and start understanding yourself better or it will call you to make friends it will call you to have your hobby it will call you to make a life outside this person and that's where the confidence to be assertive comes from where you can take the risk of losing them or maybe they'll not understand but that's okay because you have your own life 
without all that you're just going to cling on to this person and try to change them it's like my one shot at love one shot at a job this is the only place where i belong and you just try to rescue something that's already broken and no one's taking he's not taking or she's not taking steps to fix it so you're like lying yourself you're building a castle of lies for yourself right yeah. i think in a way everything every single relationship in the entire world is this victim and savior mentality you know like i like now when you say that every single relationship or i i encounter i might be victim and i want someone to rescue me or i want to rescue someone who's a victim and partially this is why uh, i hate certain movies on netflix because they they glamorize toxicity and they glamorize negative and dark characters right so there is this uh, uh, protagonist who is uh, extremely depressed or who is insecure and then this girl comes who's going to change that guy's life and they're going to have like a fairy tale love story right and i think that is what is like a major kicker for a lot of people it's like they want to feel validated as a nice person so they want to go save someone who is in a worse situation than they are and i was that person i am not going to lie i thought i was being nice and now when i look back everything was driven from my own insecurity i remember i was on call with one of my friend and she was having a really shitty day this was like 4 years back she was having a shitty day something bad happened and she was throwing shit at me and i was trying to be extremely compassionate i kept saying you know what like i know you're going through shit and i'm here for you like i i want to help you and i took all that shit you know in i thought that i was being a nice person there and now when i look back i just wanted to feel like i was a nice person more than me being a nice person there and when i thought of this i stopped being the savior of anybody i i stopped giving a fuck honestly i had to run in the other direction and <laughs> stay like get the hell away from the toxic people no one would want to feel like that yeah. like uh, when you understand that you're not being the nice guy but you're being a pushover or you're being the doormat it really changes things in your head like i don't want to, no one wants to be a doormat i'm like you're behaving like one <laughs> so yeah and it's natural and normal and again i would say have compassion for yourself that you thought that this is the right thing to do have compassion for everyone involved like yourself the situation the person and still draw the boundary i think that is the major difference right. drawing boundary doesn't mean you don't have compassion that means you have the utmost compassion because you have the compassion enough to be honest right if you love them and yourself enough to be honest that's the best thing you could give to yourself so right. if it doesn't work and if it's like hey i want to be there for you but i don't think i can if you're talking to me like this so like i am for example my boundary is i can be there for them if they are bitching about or they are complaining about something else that's not related to me rather than you know just because i'm in a bad mood i'm going to i wouldn't be want, want to be there for someone who's like using me or whatever and i would also want to see the is my effort actually paying off um in this conversation but sometimes i realize that the person only wants to be heard and i can just be a vessel for them i don't have to give them anything so sometimes asking in the beginning you know do you like do you want me to hear you out or do you want me to do something for you or do you want to hear my opinion on it this is something i ask early in on when they start sharing and again the 3 am thing like am i actually wanting to give this much am i in the middle of something else 
da 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 but i think the core of it would come from why am i needing to say this person so yeah fair enough right but to say something movies you talked about it's a really fair point the the reason why i'm so passionate about psychology is because i wanted closure but i stopped seeking it from people when i started to put in efforts to understand human psychology which gave me closure like i didn't so now i i cut down a lot of relationship so there was this one turning point in my life this was before i started working out this was before i so i was a guy who wanted to do great things but i was in a circle which tried to push me down so and the part where you said you need to learn to be assertive that's exactly what i did so i had to break ties with this one person in my life who i who i saw him as a brother like my really really close friend we were super super tight like his parent like his mom and i were like super tight so that level close i actually had to sit in front of mirror or this is subconsciously i kept saying things you know what i wanted to say to that person so i kept looking at all the things in my head i was building up to why i wanted to cut ties with this person and i kept rehearsing you know subconsciously and the day came i like two three days i rehearsed i went to that person i exactly said all the things in the script and i cut ties with that person and i came back and like people won't believe you know like from that point when i made that choice that i am never going to take shit from anybody unless it's like it's helping me grow i made that choice i associated myself with people who were doing better than me and who were always like motivated about something you know to do something for themselves and that's the reason why i started this podcast is to talk to people like you who want to do something with their life you know it motivates me like so far whatever you have said i've gained like different different perspectives on things and i haven't read a single book on psychology or a single paper on a psychology like anything is just talking to people like you you know like i i want to learn and i talk to people like you and that has helped me like get context and get closure and uh, so yeah man like I, i also know that it's hard you know like per, like i am not a sexist but i know it's harder for women because psychologically women have more negative thoughts than guys right like that's so it's a fact and i'm not like i'm not saying this uh because i want to pass out some like uh, sexist statements but that's true right like there are a lot of research papers on that and me being a guy who has like less negative thoughts if i had a such a hard time cutting ties with a toxic person i can only imagine what a woman has to go through you know to get ties with a if if they are in a toxic like relationship with a guy if they are in love like oh god it's so hard to get out of it i noticed how much you have to defend yourself uh, this feminist topic is so sensitive that right? to say anything about women uh, <laughs> the person has to be like uh, i don't mean that and not and when this is please please it's okay i just i'm trying to tell facts it's, it's so sad <laughs> it's it's kind of hilarious for now but like in the bigger picture it's sad that you know you have to put so many reminders and warnings and like i don't mean bad but yeah i get it i have also read or heard somewhere from a reliable source 
I don't remember who, but somebody, some source addressed that, yeah, women tend to have a lot more negative thoughts. It comes with a lot of other things, like it comes from a lot of other things, but I don't want to go there today because that's not the topic of our conversation, but I, it's I agree with you. It's in that. a way, you know, like if you look at it, women uh, has to take care of their offsprings, right? So they need to, like, like they need to see a lot of different things. So let's say if they're in a forest, if there's prey, if they're coming, like they need to be cautious to take care of the offsprings, right? So they need to evaluate like... Exactly. <laughs> Like, is this exactly. environment safe? Go on, go on. This, <laughs> this feels so good. I love feminist boys. Go on, go on. So, they need to know, right? Like, if this environment is safe or not. So, they need to do that black hat thinking. So, I come from design background as well, right? So, there is this concept called black hat thinking. Where you just point out all the negative things in this in, in a particular design. So, that we can make it better. And women has to do that black hat thinking in general. They need to point out all the flaws there. Because that might be a threat for their offspring's life. So, I think that's where the evolution aspect is. They are... They, how do I put it? They are uh, framed. Their the psychology is framed to think negative, and that has worked so far. You know, I mean, we are all alive. <laughs> Our moms have kept us safe. <laughs> <laughs> yup, 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 yeah, yeah. That's that's part of what I was going to say. Like thirty more reasons, but yeah, that I am so. I, this makes my heart so happy. Thank you for saying all this. You know why I like, I have, so I wanted to ask you more about the toxic relationships. It's because like whoever's listening, right? And if they are in a toxic relationship, I want for you to say something in terms of how they can get out of it. Like, Like on a bigger scheme of things, setting boundaries. And like creating a healthy, like healthy boundaries and relationships with people, right? And that might help them get out of toxic relationship. So like, how do someone get out of it? You know, like it feels like a, it feels like this black hole that you don't know what to hold on and like come out. And for someone who's thinking that I'm exaggerating, they have never been in a toxic relationship. So... (laughs) And like this toxic relationships, right? So I have, so the friend of mine who I was talking about, he has a girlfriend. So the same friend that I was talking about, he has a girlfriend and I have seen her suffer. Like I have literally seen the mental trauma that, like it's too much dude. Like the mental uh, thing that they have to carry, the shit that this person, like he was yelling loudly it's like he was very very aggressive every time if someone has to let go of a boyfriend or a girlfriend who's toxic the drama is so big that you would rather stay in the relationship than take that emotional uh like volcano of shit absolutely absolutely so i will have to explain three concepts uh, i just wrote them down and i bought out uh, something Understanding concepts helps because it's not personal. No one's attacking you like, you are in an abusive relationship. Get out. You are useless. It's like, hey, so this is this. This happens. What do you think? And you, that's the thing about studying psychology. You are constantly called out. Yeah. You're constantly pointed like, oh, hello. This is not how it works. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to talk about the cycle of abuse first. 
So there are four stages, like to generalize. Uh, the more you read into it, there's a lot. They, some people break it down into further stages and so on. So first is there's an abusive incident. Abusive incident that makes you feel like you need to walk out. Like you get a strong feeling that something's wrong and this is not good for you, and you have to run away as fast as possible. And that's probably uh, like that movie Thumbnail where he slaps her. That's when she realizes. Or it doesn't have to be physically. violent it could be emotional physical like um one person i knew i had to leave him because i was with him till late at night and my parents were freaking out and they were about to call the police and everything and then when i finally got home uh, i wanted him to come along with me to apologize to my parents you know it's our fault it's not me you are the reason i disappeared for 2 hours and they couldn't find me Uh, and you are the reason i threw away my phone like i should have been with my phone picking up calls but i put it away because i was busy so we need to apologize but he just he came to my door like he dropped me till my door but refused to come to my house and that is the moment i knew i don't want this guy in my life anyway because he doesn't have the courage to own up or be you know not even man up but just be an adult and you know admit his flaws and mistakes in front of my father like i cannot see my future with this guy at all so that is like an abusive incident for me but it it is not involving physical abuse it's more emotional like a trust is broken or so on or you find someone cheating or whatever it includes anger intimidation threats and other form of abuse the least looked at abuse is the emotional or psychological abuse koi dekhta nahi hai because there's no scars but research has shown that it's equally impactful equally if not more equally scarring to your life than as a sexual abuse but this is what you have to start identifying but honestly everyone in their heart in their instinct in their body knows when it's time to leave everyone knows that i don't want to be slammed or i don't want to have this drama right so that's the abusive incident but then comes the sucking in part the honeymoon phase constant apologizing over romanticizing bringing you flowers making sure that you're convinced that they're going to make things right So when you start drawing boundaries, you start saying no. The abuser also, an abuser instinct or narcissist instinct comes up there. I need to convince this person that everything's okay. Both are trying to maintain homeostasis, or like the abuser wants to hold on, abused wants to the victim. You know, do the right thing. The victim wants to do the right thing. They want, but then they get back into that homeostasis mode. when this honeymoon phase happens because the victim wants to believe right. that this person is the best thing that right. happened to them right. they want right. to believe the narrative they more than it is they, just, they want to believe it so so more than it's true they want to believe it's true the abuser apologizes begs for forgiveness comes to your door in the rain goes out of the way to show you grand gestures remember those grand gestures are usually hiding the simple simpler ones like the best ones the ones you need are the quiet reassurance and they can give you a hug and it feels right and they tell you that you know they actually going to work on the thing that doesn't feel like a movie but that's the shit that actually works so honeymoon phase and then the good time like calm where four five days or one week or one month is good and romantic and everything you wanted is there it's perfect and then tension builds for some other reason like it just starts happening again something comes up again you start to feel tense or they start to trigger you you trigger them something and it just tends in that relationship 
and then abusive incident it explodes so like you got the sense you were feeling something and then something happens and on that day it's over for example i've seen in movies this has not happened to me but the girl is compromising compromising they they're going to a party you know she's accepting all his issues but then at the party he does something so fucked up that it's just suddenly she has to the save the day and you know yeah like the climax of the movie or whatever but the honeymoon phase shouldn't be a phase it's it's about understanding that it's not about grand gestures and i'm glad you brought up movies because that helps me put together the explanation it's not the grand gesture in that moment in the honeymoon phase you still have to hold the boundaries your boundaries should not be a phase like this cycle your boundaries should be around this whole time so this is the uh, theory of it but how do we apply it comes a little later but i just want to explain this is a lot to read but i'll just go over it on um like a smaller level two types of relationships power and control in dating relationships equality in dating relationships so power and control wheel equality wheel power and control mein when one person in a relationship repeatedly scares hurts or puts down the other person it is the abuse it is abuse the power and control wheel lies ex- lists examples of each form of abuse remember abuse is much more than just slapping or grabbing someone like the one you talked about uh, where he's constantly criticizing you is still abuse so in this relationship what is there minimization and blame not accepting responsibility for your actions making a joke when you hurt your partner telling partner everything is their fault acting like abuse is okay and normal intimidation uh, yelling or screaming and not read in detail i'll just read upar se yelling uh, or screaming talking down threatening to hurt yourself or other part your partner if you leave me i will uh, risk, cut my wrist if you leave me i'll tell everybody uh, we were together and we had sex all those things sexual abuse uh, bragging about your sexual relationship comparing your partner to past partners flirting to make your partner jealous using drugs or alcohol to get sex pressuring your partner physical pressuring abuse pa- uh, pressuring your partner to Your your voice just cut there. Pressuring your partner to. I just said pressuring your partner. Wait. Okay. Uh, physical abuse is more obvious. Grabbing, slapping, hitting, shoving, punching, slamming them onto a wall. Uh, if it is BDSM, also it should be consensual. You should have safe words. You should have preparation and then after care. Even if it's in a like BDSM and you like to be choked or so on. you need to give consent in the beginning you need to talk about it you need to be able to stop whenever you want and after it there should be after care if you are injured or something not really but like arm is hurting or somewhere it's they should be holding you and they should stay with you they should bdsm doesn't mean they choke you they slap you you get everything and when you're done they just walk out that is not that, that is like borderline abuse so even if you do like to be choked or bdsm and all if it's with consent after care and a safe word then it's okay so this doesn't mean you shouldn't get bdsm it doesn't mean ki ha matlab your things are weird or you are weird and bdsm is wrong that's okay but it should consent is the key threats uh, saying you can't live without them or telling that you will leave them if they don't do what you say domination 
treating a partner like a baby property or servant baby constantly telling you you can't take care you are not responsible uh, not not giving you money that you are supposed to have taking away your money so treating you like a baby property or servant making all of the decisions having expectations that no one can meet da 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 humiliation putting down uh, your partner calling them names constantly criticizing them making them feel like they're crazy uh, possessiveness using jealousy as a sign of love constantly like manipulating them ki main chali jaungi isliye mere sath raho da 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 not letting your partner have other friends possessive uh, it draws an overall picture this works because it gives you a specific behavior that you can note down and remember if after seeing all this there is a conflict in your head where there's a voice that says your gut feeling talking about yeah this is either this is me or my partner and then there is a voice that says no 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 it's not no doesn't happen it's not like that we are fine we're it is normal That's air quotes it is normal Every, in in every relationship it happens people yell and especially if you look at your parents yell at each other you're like oh that's normal so yeah air quotes yeah fair enough that is an important point thank you for bringing um now equality a uh, strong dating relationship is based on equality and respect not power and control think about how you treat and want to be treated by someone you care about compare the examples of an equality based relationship uh, listed below with those of power and control based so equality based honesty and responsibility not making excuses for your partners or for your own actions remember equality based doesn't mean you do all the work and i get all the rest because i like it equality doesn't mean comfort it doesn't mean that we continue with our patterns one privileged and one like not so privileged for a this person to come up someone has to give up on their privilege a little bit thoda share karna padega so it means not making excuses matlab i will not clean your room equality means you will clean your room and it usually means breaking gender barriers caste barriers and other like societal barriers uh admitting when you're wrong keeping your word not canceling plans open communication being able to express your feelings and opinions basically not slamming the door not raising your voice knowing it's okay to disagree yeah knowing that you know if i want to go on this date you don't want to i can go with the friend i can go alone um saying what you mean and meaning what you say right so that's very you very might important be a, yeah you might be the victim but you also manipulating the other person by lying to them that can also happen intimacy respecting their boundaries respecting their privacy not pressurizing being faithful physical affection note that there is part of the like important part holding hands hugging kissing sitting is uh, standing with your arm on your partner's shoulder respecting each other's right to say no asking before acting physical affection releases the right kind of neurotransmitters hormones and everything it's a very important part is not feeling lonely with someone fairness and negotiation accepting changes being willing to compromise working to find solutions that are agreeable to both people agreeing to disagree shared responsibility making decisions together splitting uh, splitting or alternating the cost on dates doing things for each other respect paying attention to your partner even when your friends are around right right 
valuing your partner's opinions even if it differs from yours trust and support being supportive wanting the best for your partner knowing your partner likes you offering encouragement when necessary being okay with your partner having differences wow you know uh, thank you for taking us through all of this like so clearly you've mentioned though like what are the red flags what should like like what should get you to think to leave this person and like move to a better environment which is better for your mental health nourishment and you have also given examples of what a good relationship needs to have so yeah i think i i, I don't know who needs to listen to this but i am hoping that it helps that is the most sad thing you know like where you can be in a good relationship where the opposite person respects you they love you and they also respect your boundary and they want you to grow and be a better person so sometimes you you, you shouldn't need a person who always kisses your ass and says you know what you're perfect the way you are i love you the way you are we are all flawed we all have things that we can work on and we can be better people so you shouldn't need a person who is always telling you're perfect you should need someone who can give you constructive criticism which will in turn help you grow and be a better person right it's not always about I, like this is a constant problem like i think when i was a kid i used to have this perception and as i grow i i change this pers- perception into i don't need a perfect person who says that i am perfect i need a person who says that see these are your flaws and this is how you can be a better person so yeah and that's personally i think that's one of a crucial point so i want to i heard everything i'm also processing what you were saying and what i just said and what i want to say um one way that i can i can think of an example on how a couple of those principles can come together is like i said na ki i will not clean your room but also willing to talk about it willing to disagree willing to compromise so that means that would look something like do you want to do a role play with me uh okay <laughs> <laughs> so like do you want to be the one who's being assertive or should i be uh i you, you choose anything is fine by me okay i think uh, because it's the first time it would work better if uh, i am doing the assertiveness so okay. that people can learn or be clear uh, so let's say you are not cleaning your room yourself and we are roommates okay oh god why are you like, like i don't know why there is this weird coincidence where whatever you're saying right that has happened in my life or i've seen happen in someone else's life like anything that you say i had this roommate who wouldn't clean the room at all dude like, like i had to do all the cleaning and our friendship became very toxic but yeah let's let's go ahead anyways so uh hey uh, can i talk to you for a sec okay what let's say you're watching tv or you're lying down eating chips or yeah. something can we talk some other time i'm busy <laughs> uh okay i tried talking to you the last two three times you have always said that like i would just probably take 5 minutes but i really need to talk to you about it okay go on what uh so i see, i see that you're not cleaning your own room and like i have been cleaning my room and your room for quite some time um i just 
I don't feel comfortable doing that anymore. Okay. <laughs> so, like, what do you want me to do? So, I would like you to clear your room yourself. Yeah, I'll do it later. Sure. So, it's like if you're cleaning your room, that's great. But if you don't want to clean your room, that's cool by me. As long as, like. you're not like as long as my belongings are fine i don't i don't mind like i would just not probably just not want to come to your room because i really want things clean so and i'm just letting you know that i wouldn't want to clean it so i can help you out i could i understand that you're you're not used to cleaning stuff so like i can help out to a certain degree but i wouldn't want to clean it myself uh, and i really appreciate if you do at whenever you like uh, like once a day or once in two three days but I just don't want my things to be mixed up with yours and not being able to find them. So I'd probably just, if you're gonna continue keeping your room messy, I think I will keep my belongings in my room, and I would ask you to respect that. I would not bring my belongings here because they keep getting lost, and I have to clean your whole room to find them. So yeah, what do you think about that? Yeah, cool. I will do that. A S A P. I don't want to. Sorry. I said I'll do that as soon as possible. great um i don't really i don't want to be like a parent figure i feel a little awkward kind of telling you what to do because i know you're an adult too and i want to respect that um, so i would ask you to respect my boundaries as well right right can i avoid coming to your room i do really want to come to your room though so it would be nice if you clean up but i don't want to also like sit on your head like a parent so just just up to you nice cut Dude, personally, I'll tell you why I love this conversation. Okay, like so now the role play has ended. So you didn't criticize me. Point number one. Point number two. You told me what was bothering you. I think, like, I think that is very important, right? Like, you told me what you had problem with, and you also ended it with a positive connotation, saying, "See, I would want to do better things with you." if this thing you solve it like if you keep your room better we could do better things so point number 1 you said how things could be better clearly how it's going to help you secondly you said how things are going to be better like overall like that positive note of how you said things i really like that okay. <laughs> so uh, you could google if you want to know more on like the structure of this you could google assertiveness script like the script Or, so it starts with asking them when you can talk to them, then telling your feelings or your needs, and telling them straightforwardly, and then telling them what they, what you want them to do. Don't be like, I wish we we were all just cleaner people, you know, like, like I wish stuff. we were better behave. Big stuff. You need to mention big actionable things, and- right? So based on what you said, you clearly mentioned actionable things, like whatever every statement. I know, like what I need to do when you said that. and now this comes back to the picture of the narcissism if you've been doing it for a while and this is an important vital thing for you let's say like it's not just about their room they are coming into your privacy and your boundaries are crossed and everything it's been happening for a while and you don't see any improvement you've been talking to them about it you're like not working it's not working you know it's time to leave it, even if they're not an abusive person or narcissist or but yeah i want to just quickly answer that trauma and like uh, narcissistic relationship um so first thing is to acknowledge 
but uh, like you said people around you might be in that relationship but you don't have to look at people just look at how you are feeling in the relationship right someone somewhere i have read this quote if you're always crying with this person you have to ask yourself if you're dating a person or an onion <laughs> right <laughs> and so that's a, an aspect of it but understand that if you're used to this if your parents were like this or if you're always the rescuer or this is your understanding of a relationship where one person is rescued if you're used to this this is all you know it will not be easy or fast to get out of it if you all the relationships you've seen are like this and your parents are like this or you have always been the rescuer or you have always been the uh, manipulative type of person it's not going to be an overnight trauma comes into picture uh, attachment style comes into picture if you think that this is what you deserve and this is all you can have and there's no one better it's going to take a while to get out of that right and so like it comes from the past trauma or past experiences or relationships with your parents or how you were born or raised what beliefs you have about love what media you consume who are your friends if you have a life outside the relationship there are so many factors that it can take quite some time to get out of that so i was in a position where i was in a people pleaser relationship people pleaser i was a people pleaser i was depressed and then i found this boy and he made me he was the first person to fight for me or you know he is no she needs to deserve better you can't talk to her like that and i fell in love and he was the first person filling the gaps in my upbringing so i thought he's the right one he abused like uh, emotionally mentally a lot it took me 6 years god going and coming back coming and coming back even if i leave him for other people he'll make up a story and make it worse i i couldn't i couldn't i kept saying i'll leave him but i couldn't it was hard but then if you break it down what if instead of completely focusing on moving on from this person or getting into a better relationship i focused on having hobbies having friends maintaining discipline uh looking at my own depression looking at uh, uh, how i was born reading books uh, talking to psychologists going for therapy i make myself an overall better person start looking into what's happening in me and then one of these days suddenly i was able to leave right it's a gradual thing right like time heals so you just have to hang in there until you get better right yeah but you won't get better if you hang in there with the same mindset and same narration and same pattern right how do you find new pattern just like you say for creative block when you're having a creative block you go read more books listen to more podcasts get different ideas go to an exhibition go for a like movie just get an entertainment for a break and you know move your mind away from it and you come back you get something but if you're always sitting in that cycle and you have no new ideas no new people no risk no mistakes the same job same family same friends or like drinking on the weekend you will not get better things will not get better so at least if nothing you know do take therapy if you cannot do any of the other things go for therapy understand your pattern so i just the, the most important thing to remember i think would be don't sit down and intellectualize things 
डोंट गो सो मच ऑन कॉन्सेप्ट एंड आइडियाज एंड यू नो उसको पर्सनालिटी डिसऑर्डर है कि नहीं है सर अलाउ योर सेल्फ टू फील एवरीथिंग आई थिंक दैट वाज द की पॉइंट बिकॉज़ पीपल स्पेंड टू मच टाइम गिविंग देमसेल्व्स कॉन्सेप्ट्स नैरेटिव्स ये वो ये वो लाइक इवन विद व्हेन यू आर रीडिंग द व्हील व्हाट वर यू फीलिंग लाइक व्हाट वाज कमिंग टू यू were you feeling scared were you were you breathless was there a sinking feeling in your heart that you know oh my god this is real yeah Did you feel like isolating and crying if you feel like crying please cry and if you call them too much if you're dependent on them too much have compassion for yourself there is a need that is being fulfilled don't beat yourself ki yaar itna samjhaya fir bhi wapas i'm coming back to this person i'm so stupid to love them no have empathy i'm sure there is something i'm looking for and this is how my brain understands it right now this is all i know i am doing the best i can with what i have right now and it's okay to seek support as long as you are aware of it i think that will really change right if you are mindful of your feelings absolutely yeah what pulling you to them one of these days your mindfulness will bring you out but you can't hate yourself in the process you have to start loving yourself on your own or with other people or with solo days or you like going to museums go there if you have never tried something like painting workshop go try a painting workshop see what you discover go without them that kind of stuff it's a bunch of things that happen together and it's a, like a beautiful journey and timeline that will be unique to you and take its own time but at the end of it it will be worth it so don't focus on how do i move on a lot of people text me saying how do i move on make a video on how to move on i would say if you focus <laughs> too much on moving on you probably won't go <laughs> there is this song you know today i didn't think about my ex oh shit i just did <laughs> there is that kind of a song and that's true if you try not to think about an elephant you will think about an elephant right <laughs> try right. to think about a giraffe you lot automatically not think about an elephant there is a very basic biology word no it's it's so true because i think one of the thing that dictates everyone's action is i did an entire episode on how insecurities drive our actions right and the, at the start of the podcast you were referring to that episode i think one of the thing that was game changer for me was to realize that anyone who's in a toxic relationship i personally feel like i have zero psychological background nor i have my bachelor's i am not a psychologist or a therapist but personally i feel that people have a gap they have a loop a hole that they're trying to fill with a person or something with a certain either an action or physical thing or a person so for me i was 86 kilograms and i lost my weight i went all the way to 64 and then now i'm back to 80 so for me i wanted people to think that i am good looking because i've heard a lot of shit so i used to have this friend circle who kept commenting on my appearance like let's say so jawline is super cool right like women think that jawline is super appealing and one of my friends kept asking me like why i don't have a jawline it's like there is a benchmark like ideal beauty and she kept asking why i wasn't that person and did it developed an insecurity and even though i was losing weight i was still that insecure kid in my head you know so there are a lot of things let's say sometimes if i don't work out 
this there would be this anxiety that would kick in because i am trying to fill that hole of not feeling insecure with workout and the moment i realized this there was a sense of freedom you know like why am i trying to please my own self with action it's like i should be the easiest person to please right because it's me and i should be like <laughs> <laughs> why am yeah. i trying so hard to please my own self so with toxic relationship also i feel someone needs validation that they're pretty or someone needs validation that like you are cool if you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend like whatever it might be you know or someone's lonely or they want uh, like sexual favors from like could be anything you know if they want just sex or some form of emotional assurement there is a sense of hole that they are seeking to be filled by that person right so in a way the toxic person is holding on to them and the victim is also holding on to that person i want to clap uh, in blurakun we clap like this in zoom meetings to not disturb the person and i don't have to unmute bolke <laughs> this is like sending love and good vibes and positive support like i totally agree in um, in other settings we do we bang our table like in political settings I just want to, like yes, I totally resonate. Yeah. So, so in my assumption, that sh- should be like a first step of getting out of a toxic relationship. Uh, and I, so personally, I feel like there are three things in my head. This is what I have figured out for myself, and I want to hear your own thoughts because this is like I have bootstrapped based on my own emotional experience. It is like from scrap I built something. So first step is figuring out why I'm holding on to that person like could be like anything toxic action or toxic trait or a toxic person whatever I'm holding on to why am I holding on to personally what hole I'm trying to fill second thing is the reason right like you mentioned why I want to leave this particular toxic thing or a person why I want to get rid of it and the third thing is with person have a friend you know like i think like you have rightly mentioned so one of my friend she was in a very toxic relationship and we would get on call and i would help her make her mind up and like she literally wanted to end things with him and we both would talk and we both would come up with the reasons and build her confidence up that you know what now i'm going to end relationship she would get on call with him and she would just like she, he would convince her and and somehow when the call ends she wouldn't have the same confidence to end that relationship that she used to have while we both talked so had if she hold on she had if she held on to me through that process of like getting rid of that person maybe i could have been of some help to her you know probably show her things give her some like tiny bit of validation boost your and they're like you know what you don't deserve this shit and this is not normal whatever you're going through so yeah so far these are the things so what do you think it makes a lot of sense definitely a good way to go uh, so the, in everything in psychology even in the therapy the theories that we read there are multiple ways to approach there is behavioral like i have been talking about behavioral a lot right. where you just execute this thing there is cognitive where you change your mind and your narration there is there's like so many ways to do this but like yours is one of those that work yeah so that all of the things you are saying actually very useful actually work 
and i know you're saying it from a personal experience it has worked for you but it's also like scientifically very true because having the conversation with yourself maybe if she had taken time away from both of you and sat alone and really process what you said then process what he said and then have the confidence to decide on her own rather than needing you or him or anyone else then she could have but here it it sounds more like you were a voice in her head he was a voice in her head she is neither she's just here and there and here and there right right so right right the way you did you did was probably more helpful where you sat with yourself you had the motivation to get out you believed that you deserved better and you went like okay three days i will practice you showed up for yourself you were dedicated you're like okay i have to be ready i have to do it and you did it so the same things that work with losing weight dedication perseverance not giving up that works here too so if you if you don't believe you deserve better which usually comes from attachment style i cannot cover attachment styles today but you can look up attachment style theory by oh god i always forget the name of this theory there's basically two people who came up with attachment theory and um, i think bolby bolby is one i i'll just send you a link or the name so you can put it on the video yeah bolby and another person so anyone who is listening <laughs> please go google and anything that comes closer to bolby just click on that <laughs> if it sounds similar or if it yeah go ahead <laughs> yeah ஆமாச்சுமெண்ட்ஸ் whether you love yourself enough or not so it's the choice that you made it's the belief you had on yourself that i have these business ideas let me put it together so in that sense that works better because you're talking to yourself but for someone like me talking to someone else also helps after that i would need to talk to my like somewhere in in my head i have to process it but i know i've been there you would push it away you would push away any good advice because you want to stay with them and there's it's no like, one way uh, to get out of it jordan p peterson he says if you know your why you'll figure out a how so it's very important for people to know their why right so if they i think that for someone to get out of a toxic relationship they need to know their why so and then they will figure out their how eventually so at least they should be firm on that aspect right so with my friend so i i kept talking to her right i would have been of help if she knew what was driving her to cling on to that person first if she figured that out and then if she had her wise if if she was almost there and if i helped her figure out her wise then she could have ended that relationship sooner so because she didn't have her wise pretty strong i think she was depending on me for that uh like validation you know like now that her boyfriend is gone probably she'll depend on me for that validation so it's like the boyfriend left the hole and she's looking for me to fill that hole for that emotional damage so in a sense 
I think that like figuring that aspect out and the second thing that helped me tremendously that I can't recommend any like more is do something that would help you grow you know like be passionate about something or the other for me it was fitness like that's why I am so passionate about it is because I had certain goals in my head like I was like okay I want to do this let's say I want to lift certain x amount of kgs on the bar i want to do this much amount of kgs on the squat and that was my goal and tiny tiny steps i was reaching that goal i could see myself getting better so psychologically it it gave me a reassurance that you know what i can grow so when you don't see yourself achieving something it will shatter your confidence even more right so setting these tiny goals like sleeping early and waking up morning and then showing up to the gym like all these tiny tiny like like with this podcast that right? i did one episode like the next episode the next episode so i could see like here here and there someone would comment or send in a message i had a goal with the podcast that you know what i need to increase the quality or can i do the editing better or can i do this better like tiny tiny goals and i kept achieving that and then with this tiny tiny goals it helped me reach to a point where you know what i can do something for myself i can achieve something so that to build that mindset it took a lot of time and work yeah great job <laughs> you're also for doing that um um uh yeah as a friend what you did makes a lot of sense as a therapist i would work on her why like as a therapist because therapy, like most of the therapists are not directive directive as in they don't tell you what to do yeah. some theories or some uh, modalities are directive but most of the therapist in today's like uh, in what we practice now is non directive therapist doesn't give you instructions or tell you what to do but more helps you explore um what's happening so as a therapist i would sit with her and like not put my why on her right. help her understand her why help her understand why she chose this what she's missing out and be okay with consequences like a lot of it is the difference in between i want to be an independent person but i'm not able to leave this person so what if you sit with that and be present with yeah this is how it is right now and this is the consequence of it this is why it's happening this is the consequence how do you feel about it so different therapists would approach differently but most of us would probably go with finding your why but a friend it's not a friend's job to sit down and do all that you have to i agree with you on like if you have to reach out to a friend you have to be somewhere confident or clear otherwise you're wasting their time also sort of i don't know how you see it or how but the friend should, sees it but like the friend should assist you and not you should not depend on that friend right yeah yeah it 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 becomes repetitive you would also get exhausted after a point right like how how draining. many nights are you going to sit with her for this right yeah somebody needs to the person needs to take that initiative for themselves you know what happened with that friend so the boyfriend got possessive about me so she stopped talking so we were she was sort of like my best friend and then it's been years now that we spoke so what happened was let's say the let's say the forces <laughs> the forces on negative side was harder but i am hope so that's why you know like i know what it can do like i don't blame her for that like i, I now she's out of that 
toxic relationship or at least i hope so like i want people to do good for themselves like emotionally mentally but yeah, just to give closure for that story <laughs> sure sure no some people would be like oh, i don't know what happened yeah yeah i think you're an awesome friend and like awesome person shaking your hand from across <laughs> the city Yeah. Part of other part of another state. I state. hope so. Um, I think as a part of a good friend, you need to realize what you can't do. Also, right? Like you can't. There is nothing you can do, and you just have to be okay with it because it's gonna drain all of your energy too. I think to a great extent, extent you are already pretty assertive because you understand all these things and you draw these boundaries. So I think you're already doing a great. Me. Job. Yeah. i i had to put in a lot of time and effort for this like e- even with my colleagues right dude you have no idea. so why i love jordan b peterson is because you know every once in a while there will be this one person who said something and that just like resonates with you a lot like you keep saying that to yourself so that's why people who read geeta or, or like any religious stuff like it bible they hits them he said you need to be a monster you need to be fierce and you need to learn how to control it so i was so extremely compassionate i had to like i had to say a lot of things to my own self like i kept saying that like i am a badass like like this statement that you know what i need to be a monster i need to learn how to control it like i kept saying stuff for myself and let's say if i have to say something rude to somebody or if i have to set a boundary which might come out to be rude dude i literally practice that like i i rehearse that like to say that so i like i kept doing that doing that and then now i am i am hoping that it works next time if i am in a situation like that i will rehearse if it doesn't come naturally i'll just practice to be assertive no honestly last one hour of how much ever we've been talking you have been giving me constant continuous instances of when you were assertive so it does sound like you are really assertive and you are doing a great job thank you thank you <laughs> so whatever things that you said today right in terms of psychology explaining the toxic traits of people dude it's like when you say that people are going to be like yes like why haven't i thought that like everything about psychology is like that Yes, it was right in front of me. Like, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was not expecting for you to be so clear on that, dude. Like, I, I honestly, I thought we were gonna have a conversation, but I didn't know I was gonna learn this much. So, thank you for all of that, dude. I literally learned a lot of things from you today. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Um, wanted to say something there that. Yeah, that's exactly why it takes so much time to do uh, to fix because this is not common sense. This is not common knowledge. It takes a lot of reading. You're breaking generational patterns. You're breaking the way society has been working all this while. You might even be breaking evolution. I don't know why you are so compassionate. Might be coming from your family, your like your previous generations. That's how you learned. That's how they learned. And you're breaking it here, where you're like, okay, I'm compassionate and it's awesome, but I'm also assertive. So because you are fighting so many things, that's why it's hard. So if you just think it's just a breakup, it's just a person. It's never just a person. 
even a normal a healthy breakup like i have a healthy relationship with my partner from around one and a half years even that will hurt even though i'm not codependent even though we don't um, you know even though we have our own lives and our own friends and our own hobbies and it will still hurt it will st- yeah boundaries and values and beliefs and all it will still hurt because breakup a relationship itself any kind of relationship involves a set of behaviors a set of habits every day i wake up i call him if he's not there who will i call what will i do with that so it's not just him i'm leaving i'm leaving the hope the vision i had with him for a future i am leaving the whole process of introducing a new person to my family again telling my family that okay this is why it didn't work out then being like i knew it will not work out i know you cannot sustain a relationship so it's like a million small 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 things even if it's not abusive then when it is abusive you're fighting sexism you're fighting society you're fighting your instincts you're fighting generational patterns it's a lot of work and that's why it takes so much time because <laughs> it's like ek ek bruise ko heal hone mein aur ek organ organ like removal ke baad ka jo it's different if if you donate an organ or you you know an organ gets cut out from you the consequence the difference in the body the homeostasis is completely thrown off you will have side effects you will have consequence that will take time to be dealt with so it's, it's unrealistic it, to expect worth it very worth it very worth it very worth it that confidence you build after that is unshakable no one can stop you then you believe then you told yourself you're a monster but after that you believe, you become the monster you embody yeah. that person yeah so it's like when you come out of jail you just smell that fresh air to you like ah, that sense of relief that you get where you're not obligated to do something for somebody anymore like ah, dude i didn't know that fresh air would be so better once you come out of a toxic like like when you are in a toxic relationship that becomes your like like that becomes your reality right and once you come out of it once you see the world and its beauty you're like ha ah, this is what i was missing on for all this while and then you're like now there is no way i'm getting back to that shit hole again yeah yeah i have given this example in one of the talks i've given before it's like you are living in this room of darkness like a prison only where there's only one window or there's no window at all and you're just living in darkness and then when you come out for the first time in the sun for a lot of people it's the what you described and that's beautiful if people can achieve that but for a lot of people it's like now the the sunshine hurts your eyes because you've not felt the sunshine for so long and all you can think about is at least there my eyes were not hurting like at least i'm used to that and i'm fine you can throw me back right right but right. then where you're inside you're like it stinks and i want sunlight so it's like that the thing but if you just sit through that phase and you you know you keep trying to bring yourself out and then you're like okay this hurts but then if i continue staying out i'll get used to the sunshine and maybe one of these days suddenly one of these years one of a one moment comes where you're like that feels good this sunshine yeah. i like yeah yeah and over a period of time those instances increase you know pehle it took you four years to enjoy the sunshine now every few months you think of that every few days every few hours and then you get comfortable with the sunshine yeah. and you will never go back yeah so it's a process but it might happen that you'll go back to that prison then you'll want sunshine then you'll want darkness all that will happen and it's maybe as the result of that you one step away then you're one step away then you one step away it's like uh, 
so this is what i say to my mom also like my mom is also a people pleaser when it comes to relatives and having relationships with people so for, for all the like people personally this is what i do okay you need i i i detach myself from me and i see myself as how would how i would see a friend of mine and then i would see what is good for this person so sometimes if you are a parent you want feed candies to your kid all the time because you know that it's going to affect them right because you love them you say no and that is being assertive and setting boundary right so i this is what i say to my mom also like detach from yourself even though you want to do something detach from yourself and see what is good for this person what this person needs rather than what this person wants and then like it helps like, like it it definitely helps so then you can make better choices so then you know like what i would do if i was my own friend like like outside me that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome that's really really impressive cool especially that you're teaching that to your mom so you're not only breaking generational cycle for future generations also previous that's pretty badass that's pretty awesome but it's Massive hard like, like like it's hard because the more you grow up the more you hold on to something the stronger it becomes right so then it becomes harder to get rid of also so the more you depend on something the more you uh like it's been there for like a long part of your life i think that's what hurts like i was in a relationship when i was in high school like my high school love when i broke up till date with it, i i think it's been close to like more than 6 years 7 years like i more than that it still hurts because the pain is real like the like what caused the pain is silly but the pain is real right like when a kid is crying the reason might be a stupid toy but the tears are real like the pain is real so everybody they just disregards feelings you know they'll be like oh i was just a kid you know like like, like what did i know and let's say you had a breakup when you were young you'll be like bro you're your kid they just disregard feelings so now i know i miss what i had before because i know what it filled that behaviors you know talking to that person waking up in the morning and uh, so now when i look at my ex i don't feel anything but i miss the old version that we used to have you know like i miss that version <laughs> i relate to that i really relate to that exactly like word to word i relate to that yeah this is what i love this so, yeah yeah go ahead please i'm saying you bought me on like an expert but as i kept talking to you i realized this is like uh, more like a mutual learning of a thing you are not someone who actually needs to hear a lot of the things i'm saying like you actually know a lot of them and you are in a position to give that information to other people as well i might be coming from a lot of theory like you might not know the name of the concept or so on but effectiveness wise i think will be equally effective like i think you are underplaying yourself or you're being humble or something but like i think you got this i know that you're not technically a psychologist but like what you say is actually very mm, on like on the on the right line of mental health you're not on the wrong side i'm misinformed don't know what you're talking about side i feel like i get a feeling like i need to say to you that you're actually doing really well and i just feel the need to tell you 
I think maybe you already know this, but I just feel the need to tell you again that you're doing awesome. Thank you. You are sweet. You know, honestly, I learn from people like you and talking to people like like this is my way of learning things. So I have talked to three psychologists and you being the fourth one. So whatever I learn in that conversation, I pick stuff. You know, that just hits. That's why I love talking to psychologists, dude. It's like. when you talk to a psychologist they will make you realize something about you that was right in front of you and you were not looking at it you know <laughs> yeah that is but dude you're awesome dude like honestly i want people to listen to you i want people to go follow you on your socials i i want them to consume the content that you are putting out because this toxicity right the, like being in toxic relationship that is something that is growing the number is going like a lot of people are without realizing their traumas without uh, like getting rid of it be, 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 without being mindful they keep falling into the same old patterns and people like you dude like they, like whatever you said so far i'm sure it's going to help a ton of people do like when they listen to it yay <laughs> yeah um i just want to close by saying one thing um there is a concept by mel robbins mel robbins is also like a coach but she uses a lot of psychology she operates like a life coach like a jayshetty only but she comes from a lot of psychology background she takes therapy and everything so she says this thing that you know she recently wrote a book called the high five habit high five habit where she's telling everybody to give themselves a high five every morning like you wake up you look into the mirror and you say some kind words like you know you're killing it like you're awesome i know you're doing your best and you got this doesn't work like other motivational stuff where like today you should wake up at 5 am and only then you are awesome today you should be productive and make everyone proud and do the right thing and then only you're awesome but it's more like whatever the situation is whatever you're going through you know that you're doing your best and you will say some kind words to yourself in the mirror and high five yourself in the mirror i tried doing it and like give yourself a smile give yourself an just just a good vibe you know like you would any encouraging somebody like how do you do that and from there you can you know encourage other people or have a good day a better day whatever i tried it for a few days now what is happening after a few initially it was not impactful after few days just like affirmations affirmations are very weird in the beginning very weird like why am i saying this to myself like i'm a monster what the fuck do you mean by that but like it hits eventually it starts impacting you so eventually now when i high five myself in the mirror it really feels like connecting with a human being and i wish i knew this in lockdown because i felt very lonely in the lockdown especially with the human touch aspect of it and i could touch myself it i can't explain it but it felt like i touched another person and and then i hug myself and it feels so good somehow this itself maybe because of the heart chakra thing just this is enough for me to feel loved i didn't know that could work because i thought i needed chest and chest you know i need to feel their chest and their smell and hold them and their touch apparently just this was also super helpful because i'm still holding myself technically so it worked for me and i feel like when i hold myself i want to keep holding myself like oh this is so sweet and you know when now when i look into my eyes image instant connection have you watched fleabag fleabag yes you know how she looks into the camera instead of 
So you feel instant connection. You know what she's thinking, and you know this. You look so happy that you watched Fleabag. What Fleabag? <laughs> yeah, you look like yeah. Oh yes, yes, I did. Like it's like I get you, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when the protagonist looks into the camera, we feel like we're connected. Like we are like best friends. We're internally connecting and syncing while she goes through her life. Like we know what she's thinking. She's talking to us. I got that kind of vibe. Now when I've been doing it for a few days. when i look into my eyes in the camera it feels like in a monologue starts like <laughs> you know you know what i mean uh, this person this is so it's beautiful to have that connection with myself so if none of this you are able to execute if you you it's too much for you just start with waking up every day giving a high five saying a kind word you might have to google in the beginning kind words compassionate words because if no one said that to you if you're not used to hearing that you wouldn't know them um so you might have to google affirmations and find the one that fits right and you know just like finding your right outfit size you might have to try out a couple of them until you find the one that works for you and then within a few days weeks months years usually doesn't take years weeks and months you will feel that connection with yourself and you know that your inner voice is always there sometimes initially i used to need a bathroom mirror but i used to go to the washroom look into my eyes and all eventually i didn't i knew that that is inside me i don't need a bathroom i don't need a fictional world i don't need other people i am myself enough but doesn't mean you cut off and stop reaching out keep reaching out keep talking to people keep talking to yourself right you got to have your own back khatam <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got to have your own back and Out of this is go this is going to be my forty fifth episode forty fourth or forty fifth episode, and this is the second episode of all the forty five that has hit the, hit the two hour mark. So, oh. <laughs> you dude, honestly, any conversation that I have, right? So I sort of gauge the conversation. It's like anyone who's talking, like one one and a half hour was my sweet spot. You know, it 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 always ends there. Dude, naturally it ends there. Like I don't put any efforts to ending there. But this, <laughs> dude, this episode was so fun, dude. Like honestly, I didn't expect. Like 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 what I was looking forward was we will talk about like assertiveness and setting boundaries. But the way we talked, like it. it it just fired up so many thoughts so many memories like so many different points in our life because we got to be grateful for all the things we have been through right and conversation like this it sort of gives me the assurance that you know what i've been there in the in, in, like in a shitty situation and now i am sure i'm having conversation i'm doing something for myself you know i'm like that feeling yay <laughs> i'm thank so you. proud of you thank you pratistha thank you so much i love what you do uh so for all the listeners please go check blue blue raccoon workshops on instagram she does a lot of lives there she talks a lot about the the mental health she is about to have a youtube channel so please go show some love to her there too and uh, so yeah you know what i want you to have a youtube channel so that's why i'm just putting it here so that it sort of creates a pressure oh you already have one right Yes, you already have a YouTube channel, yeah, and now this is gonna, and now this is gonna motivate you to put more stuff there. 
Yes. <laughs> oh, it just I just realized I have a podcast on attachment style. I said I'll cover it up separately. I have an episode just me talking about attachment styles. Why people take things for granted? Like why people choose bad uh, partner, bad bad decision, right? Um, bad attachment partners. Okay. Bad attachment. <laughs> nice. Bad attachment pattern. <laughs> uh, so I have a podcast on that, and I have recently put a YouTube video reviewing. Spider-Man No Way Home from a counselor's or psychologist's perspective. So, ladies and gentlemen, she also has a podcast. Is there anything more? So, you have a YouTube channel. So, you have a podcast. You do Instagram live. You do a lot of things and more power to you. Like, keep doing more of what you do. I would love to have you back sometime, dude. And have and make another two-hour episode. You know, that should beat this time length. <laughs> <laughs> Okay okay sure this is actually the topic in psychology that i can talk the most about but i'm sure even if it's something else we can talk for sure like yes i don't know about two hours but one one and a half hour any day any day <laughs> any day <laughs> yeah cool dude thank yeah. you once again it was lovely having you on the podcast so i am super pumped dude i'm super pumped to have you back again sometime and uh, yes i'm going to put links to all of your socials your youtube your podcast your instagram in the links so that people can directly go and check you out yes and um if you want if you personally need help with any of the things we talked about i also have one on one coaching i have workshops if you know someone else who needs help or a group or an organization or school college whatever also we can talk about it so dm me hit me up <laughs> yes Asankarshan Joshi trip